Hello and welcome to UCA News Weekly News Summary about and of interest to the Church in Asia. I'm John Lawrenson. India dominated the headlines this week for all the wrong reasons. It's battling a second and more deadly outbreak of COVID-19. The pandemic claimed seven Catholic priests in the space of four days in Gujarat state, the home of Prime Minister Narendra Modi and one of the worst hit regions. Hospitals across India are struggling to find beds to treat the rising number of patients. The stark reality of the health crisis was exposed when 22 COVID-19 patients died following a leak in an oxygen storage tank in a government hospital in the western state of Maharashtra. On Thursday, India recorded the highest single-day infection rate in the world with 314,835 cases and 2,104 deaths. Catholic health workers have expressed grave concerns as hospitals have reached their limits, while rights activists have strongly criticised the government for being in denial mode and not sharing the real picture while being extremely inefficient in handling the pandemic. In neighbouring Pakistan, a deadly car bomb blast in Balochistan province left five people dead and more than 12 injured. The blast on Wednesday in provincial capital Quetta targeted a meeting of Pakistani officials at the luxury Serena Hotel. Chinese ambassador Nong Rong was staying in the hotel but was not around when the bomb went off. The blast area is close to the Catholic Bishop's House of Quetta, as well as four Catholic schools and the local office of Caritas Pakistan. The Pakistani Taliban has claimed responsibility for the attack. Church officials condemned the attack and said it has frightened the local Christian community, who keep a low profile to avoid attention or being targeted in the conflict-torn region. For decades, Balochistan has endured a bloody insurgency with separatists claiming greater autonomy. Violence has spiked since the launch of the $60 million China-Pakistan Economic Corridor project. Pakistan's military has been carrying out clearing operations in project areas, angering both extreme and separatists. Catholics in Sri Lanka marked the second anniversary of the deadly Easter terror attacks with silence, prayer and rallies. The whole country observed a two-minute silence on Wednesday. In many cities, white and black flags as well as banners were hoisted to express grief and to call for justice for terrorist attacks. Cardinal Malcolm Ranjith of Colombo attended a remembrance ceremony at St Anthony's Shrine and reiterated his strong call to achieve justice for victims of the violence and expressed shock that authorities had failed to find out who, why and what lay behind these attacks after two years. Nine suicide bombers affiliated to local Islamist extremist group National Thawid Jamath targeted three Christian churches and three luxury hotels in Sri Lanka on April the 21st, 2019, killing 269 people and injuring more than 500. In increasingly authoritarian Thailand, an outspoken American scholar faces expulsion for his criticism of the draconian royal defamation law and supporting the pro-democracy movement. Immigration officials terminated the visa and work permit of David Streckfuss, an independent scholar who has lived in Thailand for 35 years and is based in the northeastern city of Konkane. 
Reportedly under pressure from immigration officials, Kun Ken University also terminated his contract. The prominent academic has a PhD in Southeast Asian history from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and has been a well-known commentator on Thai current affairs. He was also a regular contributor to Isan Record, an independent pro-democracy media outlet. Strekfuss has drawn the ire of Thai authorities for his criticism of Thailand's Les Majestés law that stipulates lengthy prison terms for the slightest criticism of the monarchy. More than 80 pro-democracy activists have been charged under the law in recent times for calling for reforms of the monarchy and the political system. In Myanmar, fighting between the military and the Kachin Independence Army has intensified in Christian-majority Kachin state, leaving at least three dead, dozens injured and thousands displaced. The conflict in Kachin and several other ethnic states has escalated since the February the 1st military coup that saw a democratically elected government ousted. In Kachin state, more than 5,000 people have been displaced due to renewed violence. Despite a ceasefire between the military and Kachin rebels, fighting resumed recently as the military used airstrikes and ground attacks. Similar fighting has also flared up in Christian-majority Karen state, forcing about 24,000 Karen villagers to flee their homes and to hide in forests near the Thai-Myanmar border. Thousands of refugees also crossed the border into Thailand, but many were pushed back by Thai authorities. However, volunteer teams of Thai Catholics, including priests, nuns and laypeople, offered aid, including food and medicines, to the refugees. Police in Indonesia are seeking help from Interpol to arrest a Christian YouTuber who is accused of blasphemy. The move is in response to Muslims who demanded 40-year-old Joseph Paul Zhang be prosecuted for blasphemy. Zhang, who claims to be a Protestant pastor, is an Indonesian and is believed to be in self-exile in Europe. He sparked controversy with a video on his YouTube channel where he allegedly claimed to be the 26th prophet of Islam and made defamatory remarks about the Islamic holy month of Ramadan. A police spokesman said Zhang has been named as a suspect for blasphemy and hate speech. Zhang's video went viral on social media in Indonesia, triggering condemnation from religious groups, including Catholics. Sunni Muslims across the globe revere Muhammad as the 25th and final prophet of Islam. In communist China, authorities have continued a crackdown that has seen Christian orphanages shut down in various provinces. Since February 2018, authorities have closed Catholic and Protestant orphanages under the guise of enforcing new regulations on religious affairs, leaving thousands of poor and disadvantaged orphans and disabled children in danger without vital support. Last week, authorities in Zhaoxian in Hebei province shut down Liming Ji Jia, House of the Dawn orphanage run by Catholic nuns from the Sisters of the Child Jesus Congregation. The orphanage was founded in 1988 and had dozens of disabled children and some adult orphans who were forced to move to other facilities. Similarly, a Catholic orphanage in Taiyuan, capital of Shanxi province, was closed in August 2019. 
Despite Christian orphanages offering vital support to children with special needs and garnering praise from local communities, government officials shut them down on baseless allegations such as illegal adoption practices and indoctrinating children with religion. Catholic bishops in South Korea have vowed to continue the movement for protection of life and urged the national parliament to protect the life of the unborn child. The Committee for Life of the Catholic Bishops Conference of Korea said lifting the abortion ban had exposed millions of fetuses to threats of abortion without any protection. As part of the pro-life movement, Catholic parishes will offer a mass for family and life and observe the month of May as Family Month. South Korea's Mother and Child Health Act 1953 criminalised abortion with prison terms and monetary fines for both women who seek abortion and medical workers who carry out the procedure. Women's groups and rights campaigners argued the law was against women's right to choose. In April 2019, the Constitutional Court ruled that criminalising abortion was illegal. In October 2020, Parliament announced that a bill would be drafted to decriminalise abortion up to 14 weeks of pregnancy with a provision to allow abortion in rape cases between the 15th and 24th weeks. In the Philippines, more Catholic parishes have started setting up community pantries to help feed poor people during the coronavirus pandemic, following an appeal by bishops. Their call came after a Catholic woman opened such a pantry in Quezon City in capital Manila. Anna Non gathered several tables and placed them on the sidewalk. She arranged some eggs, vegetables and fruit and placed a cardboard sign that read, Share what you can, get what you need for the day. This small act of generosity has become a movement as community pantries are sprouting up everywhere in the country from Luzon to Mindanao. That's all we have time for this week. Do log on to ucanews.com for daily news and commentaries. Share and let your friends and relatives also know about this podcast. Tell them to search UCA News wherever they listen. And to help us fulfil this mission, visit ucanews.com slash donate and contribute whatever you can. Today's producer was Binu Alex. Until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.